0: Hi My name is Dr. Swetha, and I have um, some reflections on how can we move forward after something devastating and tragic happens and I'm specifically talking about the school shooting that happened on Valentine's Day in the u s and Florida and it's it's mind boggling, and especially for something like this to happen on Valentine's Day, which is supposed to be a day all about love. And it brings up, I think, one of the questions that a lot of people are probably feeling inside of their hearts and maybe don't necessarily know. But there is a conflict that arises when we are seeing so much tragedy in the world and then at the same time, there's this desire to, to celebrate and to love and to enjoy the lives that, that we have. And how do we, how do we do that? And I understand this deeply, just growing up as a young child with a very open heart in a home where I could feel a lot of suffering happening. And this internal conflict within me of wanting to be this happy little child, and um, being witness to the pain and suffering, and this desire to do something about it, to create more peace and to create more harmony, and to um, and as a way to give myself permission to be able to also express the joyful and happy parts within. And I didn't know how to do that. And one of the ways that I thought that I needed to do that was to end the suffering in the world by giving of myself or sacrificing of myself. And it didn't work. All it did was create resentment. And then as I've grown up and I've started to really sit, And understand what was the purpose of that pain. And what can I do differently now? I've realized that I could have done something, but I didn't have access. And I didn't know how I could create and invite in more peace and harmony into my home without giving of myself and sacrificing my own needs. And so related to bringing this back to the school shooting, when I sat in reflection, I, I first thought, well, what's the purpose for such pain? What was the purpose of something so horrific and tragic To happen. And as a mom, you know, the thought that I have to worry about sending my child to school, the place that he goes for an education, and I have to fear a possible shooting, that is just mind boggling to me. But then I realized that this is a reality for lots of families around the world. The poverty, the wars, the conflict that is happening in the countries around us. This has been a reality for so many families. The fear of sending their kids to school because they might get raped. A young girl can't go to school because you know, a tri- she might have a tribal, feudal attacks happen to her. This is a reality around the world. And even though in this country it is man-made, Perhaps the bigger purpose behind this, and this is not to take away of anybody's pain and suffering or minimize the very personal tragedy for those that are affected directly and not, but I'm just wondering if that maybe that is the bigger purpose. To create a shared humanity, because perhaps we've lost that. And as I think about the own tragedies that I've experienced in my life <clears throat> and I think about how have how have I been able to move on and not only move on, but move on with an open heart, move on with a trusting heart to not only send my son to school without fear, but to... Travel the world with him and send him to school in other places. And that's a question a lot of people ask me is where does that trust come from? Especially after tragedy, after betrayal, and after being hurt. And I can tell you in my own personal experience, it has come from really allowing in something bigger, that bigger self awareness to see. The bigger purpose of the pain and to invite and support. And so, you know, there's a lot on the internet that talks about, well, prayers are not doing anything. We need to have laws. And I say, yeah, both and, both and, but specifically, I want to talk about the piece where I feel that I can make a contribution, and that is when it comes to prayers. It's not that prayers aren't doing anything; it's that we're not actually praying. We just say, "I send you hugs and prayer." But prayer is an actual is actually a sacred act, and it's not just words. It's deep feeling and intention and an invitation. An invitation to allow yourself to be held by something bigger than you. And offer that to those who cannot access that. And so to me, prayers are prevention. You know, praying after the fact, all we can do is pray for solace and awareness and helping our mind to, to come to a place of ease and make sense and not to shut our hearts down completely. But we can use prayer as prevention. And that's something that I wanna share with you. Every day before my son goes to school, I, I call on something bigger than me. And I set the energy and I set the space that he's walking into and I infuse it with love, with sacredness. And this is not about religion, you know, so whatever you, you, you believe in, it doesn't really matter. It's just about taking the moment to prepare, to prepare a space with love, to prepare a space with um, support so that there can be more, more of an easeful experience. And so what I do is I I send love and light to my son's school before he goes. I actually throw a white light because that works for me and that to me is the sign of spirit. And that's what I always lacked. I always thought that I had to do it. And being a human being, we are limited. I believe the pain and suffering we are going and going having in this world is to to help us to see that we have lost that connection. To something bigger than us, we have lost sacredness, and so we don't have to deny our joy and our happiness. We can actually invite in sacredness, so that we can not have to suffer so much to to rely on something bigger than us. And so, praying and infusing the the places that the experiences that you will go through, that your family will go through and the the greater collective and community when i infuse the school with love and light that doesn't only serve my son it serves all of the children and all the parents and teachers there i also use sacred mantra you know a, a pr- whether that's a prayer or in your own religion in your own but something infused with love some words that have a high vibration and that in itself also calls in something bigger into the space. And I I saw this with my first, first hand and when I saw a car losing control in front of me not too long ago. And to see a car lose control in front of me was a very scary experience because one of my own traumatic experiences was losing complete control when I first got my license and crashing and totaling a car while I was having fun, a joyful ride with my girlfriends. And it wasn't only the pain and the suffering of that car accident, but it was the love that was taken away from me when I lost control in that accident. That was the cause of pain and suffering for decades. And personally, it had to do with the way my father responded and what I meant that to me. I meant that to mean that if I am out of control, love is lost. And so came decades of trying to control life instead of surrendering. And what I mean by that is when I started to understand the concept of surrender and I started to practice that in my life, I saw the power of it. And so one day I was driving to go pick up my husband and my son was in the car and there was a car in front of me and it lost control and it was in a four lane highway and just without thinking out of me came a very sacred mantra, the Gaitri mantra, which is a very high vibration prayer prayer. And what I saw was the car, instead of spinning out, it was just it, it, it almost spinned out. It hit the ramp to the right. And it was a small hit. It was a very simple accident. It could have been so much worse. And then when I drove past, I wanted to stop for the woman, but I had to go pick up my my husband, and my son was in the back seat. And I looked over, and she actually didn't look stressed. And when I looked in my rearview mirror, a tow truck happened to be right there and pulled over. And what that taught me was oh my God, my choice to call in something bigger than me helped minimize this pain. It didn't prevent it, it didn't stop it, but it didn't make it so bad. And the right support came in at the right time. And I know you might be asking me, how do I know? I know, I know, I just know. And this is not about who am I to believe that I could have created something like like that. It is actually not who I am. It was just the choice. It was something divine and infinite bigger than me that created the miracle. I was just the vessel. And you can be that vessel too. That in fact is what I believe that all these tragedies and this pain and the suffering in this world is asking us to do is to come into this place of do you know who you are? Do you know who you have access to you? do you know what you have access to and this is something that I put into my son now at the age of 5 and 6 years old to help him to know he's not alone and it's something simple as he loses his Lego piece and he can't find it and it's such a tiny little piece and he's flipping out because that in a sense is a 6 year old version of what we're doing we're flipping out because we've lost control and then I just say to him, have you asked your angels for help? And he does. And then he lets it go and he forgets about it. And then half an hour later, my husband comes and he, huge box of Legos that I already looked in. And he finds this little Lego piece like a needle in a haystack. That, that willingness to surrender, call in support and evidence of answered prayers of co-creation of leaning on others and my husband and not on my own and and allowing in that 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 support is what has what cultivates faith we can't prevent pain in this world but we can make choices to help minimize the suffering this is dr swetha and this is an offering of healing for all those that are suffering from a broken heart and a weary heart of moving forward after tragedy. And so I invite you to come into a relaxed position whether that is lying down or sitting in a chair. And I invite you at to imagine. Imagine a beautiful red ruby light at the base of your spine. Imagine this red ruby light extending through your legs and your feet down to the core of the earth. I'd like for you to imagine that there is actually a special space, just like a plug goes into a socket, specifically for you, has your name on it. And as you plug into the earth, visualize this red beaming light extending from that anchor back up to your spine. And just imagine this beautiful pool of ruby red. Warm, flowing water. Embracing and soaking that root with healing love. And I invite you to extend that red. Beautiful ruby red up through your womb, up all the way in your spine to your heart center. And in this moment, I invite you to take one hand and put it on your heart and one hand on your womb space. Just take in one deep breath. And I invite you to think of the pain that you are experiencing right now. Whether it's a memory, a thought. And I invite you to bring that into your heart. And it can, it can also show up as a color or a word. or just a physical pain that you're experiencing maybe in your body. It can be a broken bone, a sore muscle, an inflamed throat. But whatever symbolizes pain for you, I invite you to bring that into your heart. It could Be a little girl or a little boy painful memory from your past. And in your heart space, just invite you to drop down a little bit lower to right below the heart, at the seat of your soul. And I invite you to imagine that there's an actual seat there, an actual chair. And place this item, this color, this word, this memory into that seat. And now I invite you just to take in a deep breath. And we call upon the Divine Mother and the Holy Father and all those that surround you and lovingly guide you in the world beyond your own. Your guides, your angels, your illuminated ancestors. And I invite you to imagine as if this seat is being held by the hands of all those that love and support you. And it begins to elevate up and up through your throat, up through your third eye, and up through the crown of your head, above your crown center. And in this place of higher awareness, I invite you to think of a time in your life where you felt very heartbroken. An experience that you didn't think that you would survive. And I want you to tune into the feeling of the aftermath of when you did survive and maybe even thrived and showed up in greater strength, the greater awareness and really feel that energy of purpose and strength and overcoming deep pain. I invite you to really feel into that. And I invite you to take that feeling of perseverance and bring that to all the parts of your body, all the cells of your soul that are not feeling that right now, that in fact are feeling weak and fearful from the pains that are present. And perhaps this feeling of strength may look like a color or perhaps it's a word or a mantra or just the memory. But I invite you to invoke that instead of your whole entire body and your soul. And then I ask you to take this energy, this feeling of strength and send it to the people, the places that you care for and that you feel are suffering. Send that loving strength to the beloveds that touch your heart the countries, the schools, the systems, the politicians, the healthcare centers, the banks. Knowing that your strength and your offering of this strength, not by doing, but by invoking intention and sacredness, so powerful because you're not doing it alone. Those hands that lifted you up are the hands that make you the powerful being that you are. And your prayers and your sacredness and your strength and your perseverance and your offerings are making a difference.